Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Wednesday, December the 21st, four days away from Christmas. And we hope you and your family are planning a wonderful celebration. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. Uh, I'm assuming in Canada uh, they celebrate Christmas the same day the U.S. does, right? They do. They do and eat the same kind of food. Okay. Now, Christmas uh, is celebrated around the world on December the 25th. That's correct. But now, does the Eastern church orthodox church do they have a different date we used to call it old christmas and it was uh a couple of weeks later uh that's what i remember uh some ukrainians uh used to celebrate what was called old christmas and it was usually early january sometime january 7th according to the internet there you go so if you had a split family you, you got get, two Christmases. You can get a bunch of gifts. That's right. Huh? <laughs> That's I'm right. talking about December 25th, and then you get, get yes. a bunch of gifts again on... Yeah. Wow, okay. But you know, the flip side of that yeah. is if you were born on December 25th. Oh, yeah. Your birthday? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The excuse from everybody is... It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we already bought you something. Yeah. Take your pick, son. Yeah. <laughs> birthday, Christmas. That's right. Not both. All right. Uh, well... Christmas Day, the 25th. Now, the, we will be here. Let me just tell folks what the deal is on Friday, okay, because mm. everybody uh, who's listening right now, most people listen to Trivia Friday. We're planning on doing the show live. However, if weather conditions are so bad, that is our uh, streets where we live uh, are, you know, ice. If we have ice, then... We're not, because no. Ed lives like 20 miles, and I live 10, and so, you know, we're not going to be slip-sliding away tomorrow from Paul Simon <laughs> uh, to come into work. So we'll just see how that goes, but the plan is to do the trivia show Christmas, uh, I mean, on the 23rd, live, and if we're not able to do that, we'll just plug in one of our best ofs. So that's that's the situation on Friday. Speaking of the weather, mm-hmm. that's the national story right now, isn't it, Chris? It is. If you are uh, wishing for Christmas, uh, for snow on Christmas, you may get your wish this year. Uh, a pre-Christmas blizzard could strengthen into what forecasters are calling one of these bomb cyclones uh, over the next couple of days and maybe even dump a ton of snow across much of the U.S. ahead of uh, Christmas Day. We're talking about heavy snow, strong winds, like 80 mile an hour winds in some places. I mean, that's like hurricane force winds uh, right there. You're not going to, that, that would ruin your tee shot. <laughs> it really <laughs> you know what would. I'm and so would plummeting temperatures, which is uh, what people from central to the northern plains, upper Midwest, Great Lakes area, they're all told to expect that. Even places as far south uh, in the United States as like Orlando are looking at below freezing conditions in the next couple of days. Now, the snow you're talking about, the blizzard-type conditions, mm-hmm. that, that's going to, isn't that uh, Kentucky north? 
Yes, but there are some maps that you can look at that show even Mississippi, where we are, expecting uh, the, the f- snow. I almost want to whisper it, because when we say snow in these here parts, people freak out. Yeah, Snow, I don't mind as much as the threat of freezing rain. Because in this part of the world, the southeastern part of the United States, uh, you're going to probably notice it's mild today. It's going to start out mild tomorrow, Thursday the 22nd. But then if, if you go to one of your weather apps, you see about 50 degrees as the high tomorrow, but the low is 6. Yeah. So somewhere there's going to be this whiplash of temperature. What I get more concerned about more the, so than snow is freezing rain and icing. That is rain. It's raining, but it, when it hits uh, the surface, mm-hmm. even power lines, you're saying yes. freezes, and that causes yes. massive yeah. uh outages in um, power yeah mm-hmm. that, that's the danger mm-hmm. or and i don't know about the blizzard conditions do you know where the blizzard conditions are it's already in the in the northern plains right? yeah it's pretty much the chicago area uh to the east and to the west if you want to kind of visualize things on a map i've got some audio here from somebody with the uh, fox weather channel robert ray on what chicago and other places can expect on friday clip two on Friday, temperatures are going to be literally zero uh, with real-time feels uh, potentially in the 20 to negative 30 degrees. And all of that is going to make Christmas just a nightmare for travelers, as we have seen out in Seattle. The airport uh, just snarled already, and many other airports are going to be look exactly the same, like O'Hare International and Midway uh, here in Chicago. And I can tell you guys, you know, yesterday, the shoppers were out trying to get last-minute uh, Christmas deeds done. Uh, There are many people that are concerned about how cold it's going to get with these winds. Blizzard conditions and what that means is 35 mile an hour winds sustained for three plus hours and a quarter of a mile visibility. That's what we're going to see here uh, as this all comes in and Chicagoans are just going to have to hunker down. But if people wanted a white Christmas, they are going to get that. The only problem is is that with cold and winds like this, it's very dangerous uh, and we could see power outages and down trees for literally thousands perhaps even millions of people in this part of the country have you ever been in a real blizzard fred oh yeah Very I mean, much. Ever, what well what what certainly yeah. was called a blizzard at that time and it is when, when was this and where was it well uh you know i lived i grew up in nova scotia canada lived in new brunswick uh, I was in Saskatchewan during my pilot training years with the military there. Uh, there was a time when I was there, this would have been 1977, I think it was, where I had had my car towed twice to a garage to get it thawed out after a blizzard. So we're, we're not only talking snow, but we're talking wind chill factors that drive everything down. I mean, it's, it, it is not fit for for man or beast outside. It really isn't. Yeah. That that kind of condition. Yeah. Well, where we live, uh, I know this is uh, not as severe as it's going to be, you know, in uh, north of where we live here. We live in Tupelo, Mississippi. But uh, when you're talking six, eight, let's see, the low of eight on Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday night, and, and the high of 21 on uh Eight degrees. I don't care if you're in Fargo. <laughs> huh? That's cold. Fargo or Tupelo. Mm-hmm. 
it, eight degrees is is uh, not human. Yeah, no, 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 it shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed. I saw a guy in Fargo today on Fox News. It was negative fifteen degrees, and I thought you must have drawn the short straw yes. to get that story today. <laughs> and and as Chris mentioned, if you're thinking about jumping on an airplane and going to Florida to get away from it all, I think uh, Tampa they're saying a temperature a low of zero. No, nah, Fred, you're in, wrong about that, brother. I I just want to help. I want to help you out here. Okay, Tom Brady's like I can't get away you're, from this cold weather. You're, no, that's <laughs> if that's true, then it's Armageddon, or <laughs> uh, the end of the world. You said what now? Well, that's what, what one weather report I heard could go down. As Was low it as a woke there. weather reporter? Be my question. Well, it, it could be one of those things where the official low is here, but with wind, it gets down to zero. Look. I can't get my phone to pull up my It's frozen. Okay. okay, you said where now? Tampa. All right, Tampa. I'm going to type in Tampa. Tampa, Florida. Looking at the forecast. What day did you say? Well, sometime over the next couple of days. Okay, Tampa. <clears throat> Tampa, Thursday, 72, low 65. Friday, high 66, low 32. So it is, uh, getting, is, is getting down to 32. 30, but not zero. Maybe you're thinking of zero Celsius. Celsius. That that could have been it. Yeah, yes. that could have. I was just trying to Sorry, help that's you. my Canadian ease. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Celsius. <laughs> it is funny sometimes when you drive past 30. a bank and you see the Celsius, but you don't realize it's Celsius, and you're like, negative 12. 32, though, in Tampa. <laughs> They're going to think it's yeah. Put the bathing suit away. Yes, they're going to think it's the end of the world. There, (laughs) my goodness gracious, thirty-two degrees in Central Florida. You know, when they've had this in the past, this isn't uh, often, but sometimes we get these deep freezes, and they do reach into Central Florida, Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of the citrus uh, grow. And you, it's I mean, it's ruining the citrus, oranges. uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what else, limes, lemons, whatever else there, uh, tangerines. You know, right in the middle of Florida, yeah, and you can have you have a freeze for more than four or five days. You can, I guess, or may I don't know how long you can ruin a, ruin a whole industry there. Yeah, and, and it's also for for those folks too. Uh, you don't you know, invest much in winter clothing if you live in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, so what do you do when it gets down to thirty two? I mean, you just go outside and wrap around with a blanket or something, right? Uh, it's tough. I remember when I met I met told folks this, but. Ten years ago or so, in our house, I, somehow my thermostat got on Celsius, and uh, I, I couldn't figure out how to put it back on Fahrenheit. I don't, I don't know why it, sh- it shouldn't be that complicated. It's a little little box there, and on your in your in your house that you adjust, and I couldn't get it. I couldn't figure there. There was no manual. No, there was no guide. No, I guess I could have gone to YouTube, right? Like, yeah. like everybody does now on how to fix stuff, and and that would be confusing if you're not oh. familiar with Celsius, because if you're trying to crank it up, yeah. to thirty Celsius. <laughs> well, that's why I was your furnace to... is going to run twenty four hours a day. I, I could, I didn't know what to put it on, and I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I ended up looking on the internet to see, you know, what a Celsius was. Yeah. A cel, not a Celsius. To, that's not a thing. Yeah. But I was trying to, uh, trying to you know, adjust it to the correct Celsius that would match Fahrenheit. It just got to be too much for me here. I almost had a nervous breakdown. There's a bre- formula, you know. Nervous breakdown. What, what's the formula, Fred? The formula is if you want to go from Celsius to Fahrenheit, 
you double, let's say it's 15 Celsius. You double that and add 32. Oh, is that what it is? 62. Yeah. 62. Okay. Hey, this sounds scary. Yeah, but I had three small children at the time <laughs> running around the house. You, you can't focus can't, on, on that kind of thing. You, you, you don't have time for any formulas. You just, <laughs> you just got to take a, a guess. You know what I mean? Hope for the best. Hope there. for the best. <laughs> What do you got, Chris? I was I looked it up. Uh, Friday's temperature here in Tupelo, Mississippi, where we're located, in Celsius, it's neg- The high will be negative six Celsius, and the low will be negative twelve Celsius. Wow, that may be a record. Wow. for Celsius, um, Mississippi. I don't know. Uh, we mentioned this before. I know we're spending a lot of time on the weather, but that's going to be the big story the next mm-hmm. three or four days here in the U.S., and especially with travel. Yes. For Christmas, like the reporter. The timing was is. Uh, by the way, is I think this is the first day of winter, twenty first. Yeah, so, it's the solstice thing. Yeah, it's it's coming in like a lion. Yeah, yeah, it's the shortest day of the year. Yep, today. Yeah, that's one bright. Well, the days start getting longer again yep, tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> there, there is spring on the horizon. You can see it out there through the snow and the wind and the blizzard. Get up, ice. get up early tomorrow morning. The sun is going to come up just thirty a, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be noticeable. Yeah, I just want to say that you know, if you two are planning on starting, uh, you know, a Honolulu branch or something for <laughs> AFN, I will. Gladly volunteer to help set that uh, up. You'll go to Hawaii for us? Oh, yes. Mela Kalikimaka <laughs> is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas Hey, that's day. pretty impressive, Chris. You got your Hawaiian yeah. down. All right, what's your uh, what's your non-related, non-weather-related story, Chris? Well, uh, something else to watch for is this ongoing back and forth between the Biden administration and the Supreme Court over Title 42. Yeah. Um, on our website right now, Fred added this story. It's at AFN.net for anybody that wants to read it. Um, the U.S. government, the Biden administration, asked the Supreme Court not to lift the Title 42 limits before Christmas, Uh, In a filing a day after Chief Justice Roberts issued a temporary order to keep the pandemic era restrictions in place, Uh, basically the administration is saying, hey, we want this to end, but not right now. Let's give it a few more days. And that's causing a lot of people to go on places like Fox News and say, look, we're going to be overrun. It doesn't matter if it's next Tuesday or it's on January 7th when some people observe Christmas. Uh, We've got major problems coming up here. I have one bit of audio that we can bring in and then go into some other things. Um, it's a uh, border patrol officer, Art Del Cueto, offering suggestions on how to deal with the border crossings. Clip five. Look, right now, people don't know who, who these individuals are that are crossing. And it's even a simpler form. Bring immigration judges and asylum officers down to the border and detain these people. Put the right facilities to detain them. Don't release them. There's no consequences right now for committing the crime. And that's why people continue mm. to come into the United States illegally. Now, that may seem like a common sense approach, one that we could probably try to do. But Art Del Cueto went on to say that basically nobody's prepared for this. We don't have the infrastructure structure in place who is that it's a uh, art del cueto border patrol officer yeah well he needs to talk to his boss okay. and his boss needs to talk to his boss mm-hmm. uh because uh the border patrol agent right there his boss is uh my orcas my orcas the homeland security guy the ball fella that mm. always has a blank stare on his face mm-hmm. you know who i'm talking about oh yeah Probably a nice guy, nice guy, nice neighbor to talk to during the summer months over the fence. But but he does have trouble with truth. Yeah, he, he just, yes, that, and he just he's a, he's in over his head. 
it appears to me uh, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. Well, I don't know how he feels about it personally, but his boss, that is Joe Biden, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't want a border, and this guy has to pretend <laughs> like he does want to for enforce a, a border. Yeah. And so, you know, I uh, – I don't know what else you can say about this. Uh, this the, the the millions of people, what four to five million people now, since Joe Biden became president, that have that we know that have come into the country illegally, mm-hmm. and and Biden has Biden has declared an open border by his actions and his inactions. He won't even go down there to visit the border, and this is a national emergency because if he goes down there to visit the border, it's an acknowledgement of the crisis that exists. So he yes. wants to not bring more attention to that. So we are, we Americans are at the mercy of the man who sits in the white house. Now I say at the mercy. Now there are governors like Abbott who has tried to do everything he can. He sent the national guard down to the border, mm-hmm. uh, the Arizona, they've been sending, uh, sending folks to New York and Washington and Chicago who want to go there, who are here illegally. But uh, I don't know what else there is to say or do about this because uh, Biden's going to be president unless he dies. And Harris would be worse. He's going to be president. doesn't matter how much dementia he has. Uh, they're not going to – they just uh, – I'm I'm not listen, I'm not saying anything that we all don't know, right? Yep. Hearing him every day and yes. He he's got serious I don't know if it's medical uh, a medical defined dementia, but the guy's losing his mind before his he's on the decline. So I'm just saying I don't know he's just gonna let millions of people out here. Millions more are gonna come in here and there's I hate to be this blunt, there's nothing anybody can do about it. No, uh, politically, as we have pointed out many times before, he said if he became president, he would invite a surge at the border. So this, what we're seeing at the border is by design by Joe Biden. The Democrat Party, excuse me for a Sure. The Democrat Party has embraced open borders. Yep. For for multiple reasons. Now, some Republicans are pretty weak on it, too. Mm -hmm. But the Democrat Party has said they don't. Borders are are immoral. Mm-hmm. They've said these things out loud. Some of the leaders in the Democrat Party. Yeah, uh, you remember AOC? Mm-hmm. Remember when Trump was in? She went down to the border and was screaming about um, uh, immigrants being held in cages and kids in cages. Okay, well, mm-hmm. she doesn't go anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, the kids are still in cages, in quotes. Mm-hmm. But uh, she doesn't go anymore. No, because she knows that Biden has opened the border, and so basically it's mission accomplished yeah. for her and the uh, secular progressives. The, the the dangerous part of this story is not being told by the mainstream media. Uh, there are reports this morning there are now illegal immigrants in every congressional district in the country. Uh, and what what's happening is the Biden administration has hired these NGOs, what's called NGOs, uh, non-government organizations uh, like Catholic Charities is one that has been named and they are paid so many thousand dollars per head per illegal immigrant to house and feed them and transport to house feed and transport right 
So They're basically a government contractor. Yes. The hundreds of thousands that are already in the country have already been shipped out to every part. As somebody says, every state now is a border state. Every state. All right? So that's one aspect of this story. Number two, I was watching a report. It was either last night or early this morning where uh, the ongoing problem for police departments in cities along the border they were they were talking about trying to stop these smugglers these are these are people who go to the border and uh, some of them are american citizens they go online and these gangs in mexico are offering thousands of dollars for an american to go down to the border and to pick up somebody that's been trafficked across and the cops tried to stop them and they're so they're arresting american citizens who are trying to take advantage of the open border the other thing is the fentanyl story. This, these are drugs manufactured in Mexico. Just pouring into the U.S. Pouring into the U.S. The estimate this morning was 10,000 pounds of this stuff has already come in in the last year and a half. That's five tons of fentanyl. Hundreds, maybe even thousands of American young kids have been killed by this stuff. It's an opioid, but it's like multiple times stronger than the weakest opioid that we're aware of. This is all happening, and the mainstream media, for the most part, are not dealing with these stories at all. It's interesting. I did see, finally, NBC had a story on the border uh, last night. It's, it, the reason I caught my attention is because uh, you, outside of outside of a handful of conservative news organizations, the liberal Mainstream media, they're not covering the story at all nope. because it makes their guy look bad. The, the, the mainstream media are Democrats. Yes. And liberal. Yes. And, and they got to protect Biden from what is a terrible situation. So that's the reason they're not covering. They're also not covering the FBI story with Twitter. How the FBI, So that the it's just clear mm-hmm. that, uh, to borrow from Corrine, John Pierre. John Pierre. It's clear. Every time she says it's clear, she'll say it 10 times during a press conference. That means it's muddy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's clear that uh, the the mainstream uh, liberal media, they're, they they have to cover for Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they cover it, they just don't, co- they just don't uh, cover our story. Like, That's right. But NBC, interesting with uh, – they, they finally had a story, and the, the reporter was pretty truthful. She was in El Paso, and she was saying, listen, this place is being overrun with tens of thousands of, and there more to come in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, quite frankly, I was surprised they allowed that to be on. It was Andrea Mitchell was the anchor yeah. talking to this reporter out in. Um, well, you had the Democrat mayor uh, of El Paso. State of emergency. Declared a state of emergency. How much longer, if you're mainstream right. media, can you avoid the story? You, you have an American city. That is declared a state of emergency. Did New York do this too? I think New York did this too. But I know El Paso on the border. You have a you have has declared a state of emergency. Yeah. And and the media isn't interested in that story. And the Biden White House, all they could say, this this uh, Kareem John Pierre. Mm-hmm. H- how would you describe what she does? with these things with like her saying that the border is closed 
That's I not, mean, that, that is... I'd say her conscience is seared, and she hasn't got a problem lying. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with you. That sounds harsh. And all press secretaries for presidents, they have to fib around the edges. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or spin things, I should say. They spin things in their own positive way to make their their boss not look so bad. But in this case, for her to say the border's closed and millions of people are pouring over and and they're, and they're wanting money, Biden's wanting money to help with this problem, all the while saying it's closed. Yes. We'll be back momentarily. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. NASCAR executives may be getting a lump of coal in their Christmas stockings. Instead of wishing racing fans a Merry Christmas, NASCAR posted a tweet wishing people Happy Holidays. To all those celebrating this month, we wish you a safe and joyous holiday season. That's what NASCAR wrote. To all those celebrating, oh, you mean the Christians? Your fan base? As we all know, Happy Holidays is code, meaning we celebrate every holiday but the Christian holidays. And the Racing Giants' generic and politically correct holiday messaging did not set well with many racing fans, most of whom celebrate the reason for the season. Earlier this year, NASCAR embraced the LGBT movement with a full-blown endorsement during Pride Month. So if NASCAR can celebrate Pride Month by name and mention exactly what that woke season is about, why can't they celebrate Christmas by name as the reason for this happy holiday? I'm Todd Starnes. However, as it is written, what no eye Many has times seen, what no ear has heard, and, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 American Family Radio 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. So, fellas, uh, Ed always says, I'm with you, fellas. <laughs> is, is that from, uh, is that a line from a movie? Isn't it? Is that from uh, Where Art, Brother, Where Art Thou? Knowing Ed, it probably is a line from a movie. Yeah, he yeah. knows those lines from movies. He does. Brother, Where Art Thou with uh, George Clooney. Is that Brent? Is that where that's from? Anyway, uh, we were talking here off the radio, off the air, <laughs> about the <clears throat> food temptations that <laughs> that come to us all between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, probably t- till after the New Year, mm-hmm. because everybody puts sweets out in front of you. Yes, huh? Tis the season. Yeah, everybody puts the. So before you know it, you know, you get a little chocolate here and a little, huh, piece of cake there. And uh, you look up January 4th and you go, where, where did five pounds? How did that happen? You know, or whatever. <laughs> you walk into the grocery stores. Uh, we went to one of those big box places last night to get yeah. a few things. Right in front of you are these massive size cakes. Right. Of, you know, and I mean, the temptation is there. Hey, it's oh, yeah. Christmas. And we're going to have folks over sure. buy a cake. Don't worry about it. No, don't don't, don't even think about it. It's Christmas. Don't don't feel guilty about yeah eating whatever you want. Ever, Jesus how much could you want. come today. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Go eat. happy. Life is short. Eat dessert first. That's yes. right. And huh? and there's always the treadmill after Christmas. <laughs> or not. I walk on the treadmill <laughs> while I eat my cake. There we go. <laughs> so you have your treadmill and eat oh, your yeah. cake too. I try to, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, all right, so your, so your favorite uh, cake? I got to ask you this. You started talking. Cake. I'm a chocolate fan. Chocolate, yeah. Like chocolate on chocolate, or or yeah. If it's all chocolate, that's fine. All with chocolate, me. yeah. That's, that's a little. It's all fine with me. Okay, I like and you know. So chocolate cake with chocolate icing. Yeah, I'll go for that. Okay. Yeah, I go for that. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty tart. Over the, sweet over the top. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, to each his own. I don't think the Bible talks about. <laughs> Talks about cakes being, uh, you know, right or wrong. I don't have any prejudice. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, you'll, but you will eat any kind of cake. <laughs> That's right. Chris, your favorite kind of cake is what? Uh, my mother-in-law makes a really good Susie Q cake, and it's very similar to, like, the Hostess Susie Q cakes. Uh, it's it's very good. No, I don't know what that is. What uh, is that? Like a ding-dong? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Showing a you Susie a Susie Q? What? Well, uh, is it, oh, okay. That's a brand, like yeah. like Little Debbie's and or let something. Me tell you, what is that? Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of like a it's it kind of like, like a, a Little Debbie. It looks, type, like, a, it looks type like an ice cream sandwich. Oh, it's just good, for the that. picture. Are you talking about the the yeah. chocolate with the uh, with the white uh, cream inside? Yeah. And uh, my that's your uh, favorite kind of cake. It is my favorite kind of cake too. And also, I really like uh, what's called Million Dollar Fudge. Uh, that stuff. Oh, describe is so that good. to us, Chris. I need to know about that. Million dollar fudge is so good uh-huh. it would make Peter Ducey hug Corinne Jean Pierre. Oh wow, uh, that's that's pretty. That's, good. that's a that's good, Chris. It could that's bring a, Nancy it, Donald Trump and Liz Cheney would hug it out if we what, could just have a million dollar. So fudge the world summit. would be a more peaceful place. It would if everybody would 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 have a slice of what our million dollar fudge. 
Million dollar fudge, but but uh, okay. So is it got peanut butter in it? Oh, or? I mean, you can put nuts with it. I'm I'm a uh, I don't like nuts in it. I'll eat it if they if somebody prepares it and puts it in there. I, I like maximum fudge, and if you're trying to put nuts in it, that's taking away from the fudge. So yeah, it's just me. So Tim, what's your favorite kind of cake? Yeah, I know that's the natural like? next question. My uh, it's I like you, Fred. I like a multitude uh-huh. of cakes, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yellow cake with caramel. Yes, that's yeah. that's near divine. Yeah, if it's you know, it's hard to mess that up. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't toss that aside. No, Mer- yellow cake with caramel. Uh, and my wife, she likes a red velvet. Mm. Yeah, that's good too. Huh? Yeah, red velvet cake. Yes, Allison does. Yes. Um, I like the the pound cakes with chocolate icing. Oh. Pound cakes of any kind. Yeah. Pound cakes right out of the oven with the, put a little butter on there. <sighs> no, I, mean, uh, butter I don't care how much weight I put on, <laughs> if I can have that every day. Huh? Well, I would put on a lot of weight. <laughs> There's a reason it's called pound cake. <laughs> that's, that's right. I think it should be called pounds. Yes. Have a slice of pounds cake. Honey. M- multiple pound cake. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to make the best pound cake with uh, cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Anyway, get that out of the oven. Put a little butter on there. Yes. It's heavenly. What are we looking at, Fred, on TV here? <laughs> they just showed a live shot from Minneapolis going back to the weather. And you could barely see a foot in front of your face. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. But aren't they used to that in Minneapolis, Minnesota? Negative three. They're used to, they're used to eight, ten inches of snow, aren't they? They're, you know, you, you huh? see you're used to it, but having lived through winters in Canada... You're okay. Oh, it's a blizzard. Yeah, you're okay. It's a, it's a whiteout. That's it is. a problem. Yeah, you're okay, okay with it initially, but it really gets old real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it starts affecting your attitude, does it, Fred? There was one Christmas we were visiting with family in Nova Scotia, but uh-huh. we, we drove home to New Brunswick where we were. We got home, and our pipes were frozen, and we had to endure three weeks. This is minus 40, minus 50, the wind chill factor. Three weeks. Oh, my word. Well, people die in that kind of... I mean, it's... Huh? You, don't, you don't spend any time outside. Right. You can't. You, you go out and start the car. You let it warm up for a half an hour. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how you live. That's it. And yeah. you barely get on the road. I guess you would only go somewhere for necessities. Get to After, work. Yeah. Yeah. But but you can plan on now. The good thing about the weather predictions now... Yes. That we have is everybody knows this is coming, mm-hmm. and you can make preparation yeah. and, you know, don't leave the house. Yes. Don't leave the house. Uh, if you can. We're watching, folks, we're watching a TV shot now on Fox, and a young lady is reporting live from Minneapolis. She has snowflakes stuck to her eyelashes. Yeah, it's minus three there in Minneapolis. Yeah. And it's a blizzard. And that's the danger, I guess, one of the dangers, not only the freeze, the deep freeze that can burst your pipes and mm-hmm. cause you, your uh, electricity to go out, but you also have, uh, untra- you can't travel because it's it's like a white fog, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's like being in a fog when yes. you have a whiteout with that kind of blizzard. Yes. That kind of uh, blizzardous, yep. I guess you could say. Yeah. Conditions. Um, but uh, they're calling it a bomb cyclone. I never heard of a... So the last few years, they, yeah. they, they'll say, they'll use that word cyclone with related to the weather. I looked it up. Uh, bomb cyclone is a term given to a rapidly strengthening storm 
that fulfills one important criterion. Uh, it must drop a certain amount of uh, storm, uh, you know, uh, snow or rain or something of that sort on there. It, it does seem to be relatively new. I don't remember people talking about a bomb cyclone in like 95. Yeah, well, it, uh, It's been around. I'll tell you what, and there's if for those folks who live in this climate, uh, it is highly advised uh, that you have a survival kit in your car if you are out traveling. Uh, That's a good point. Uh, you have to have some candles, uh, some food, that sort of thing. I remember one time, this would have been December of 77, I had a little four-cylinder car and I was driving across the prairies. And uh, my car started to stall. The air was so cold that the engine could not heat it, and it started to stall. I had to pull over, keep the car running, and I had to put a piece of cardboard. I had some boxes in the car. had to put, put a piece of cardboard in, in, in front of the grill of the mm-hmm. car. Oh, yeah. To cut down on the cold air coming into the okay. vehicle. It was that cold. That cold. That cold. Wow. Uh, this can be dangerous, very dangerous. I remember in 76, I think it was the winter of 76, We, I know uh, we were living in uh, south of Memphis, okay. suburb of Memphis, and a lot of people listening to me right now at my age or maybe a little bit younger remember the mid-70s, they had some brutal winters hmm. all across the country, and I remember lake froze. The lake froze. I know it's, that's a, not uncommon mm-hmm. in the northern part of the country, but for the deep south to have a lake breeze where you could actually you could get out there and snow, I mean, uh, ice skate on it. In Mississippi. Yeah, I don't know where we got the ice skates. Maybe from people who moved down from the north and we bought them at a garage sale or something yeah. like that. They were safe. Wow. We, just, we just didn't know how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to teach I've yourself. never ice skated. That's the only time I ever ice yeah. I would get out, but I was on a lake, and uh, but it was it was you know frozen because that we remember seventy six seventy seven. I don't know if you uh, crossed it. Remember that was the year that the Ohio River froze, hmm. and uh, wow, maybe the Ohio River's fr- I'm probably frozen since then. But I just remember the mid seventies. There were some brutal winters across the yeah. <clears throat> across the country. Well, the Farmer's Almanac says things move in cycles. Imagine that. And uh, we're in a cycle this winter. I mean, what was it, four weeks ago, Buffalo got the six feet of snow? Yeah. They just got a lot of snow a couple of nights ago in the game against the Dolphins. Yeah. So I I think we're in for it this winter. You mean according to the Farmer's Almanac? This is going to be a colder than usual winter. I wonder how the – I would like to – maybe we need to do something on the Farmer's Almanac, how they got their – how they can predict – weather so far out they look at the sun the sun goes through periods of high bursts of explosions put it and i'm sure there are more complicated names than that and that's going to generate more heat but there are times when the sun gets for want of a better term more quiet and that therefore the amount of heat coming from the sun is not as extensive that makes sense uh but no so I, I'm, I'm. This is totally layman's terms, but the the more sophisticated people who study this, the Farmer's Almanac looks at the sun and what the sun activity is, mm-hmm. and from that they can predict what kind of weather we're going to get. And they predicted months ago this was going to be a real cold winter. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this isn't helpful for the global warming crowd. No. <laughs> Although they'll claim this is a evidence of. They always do. Yeah. Everything oh, that oh, happens. Oh, you mean, uh, yeah, when they switched over from global warming to climate change, it, now they claim everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is related to my van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? To, Amer- to Americans. Yeah, yeah, right. Americans driving SUVs. That's yeah. the problem. That's the reason for global warming. Well, even if that were true, the people that are contributing to the problem are the politicians trying to solve it. Because Pete Buttigieg, John Kerry, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, even Karine Jean-Pierre, they're all flying these massive emitters around the world to try to save us all from emissions. Whereas you and your van, right? you're not really doing much. I know. I think it's a big fraud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's a big fraud meant to scare people, and uh, the weather is cyclical. It's a big old planet that God created, mm-hmm. and us using fossil fuels is not going to burn it down. No. Huh? No, it's not. I mean, you got to look at uh, the arrogance of people to think that man can control the climate of the globe. I mean, you just... You're not thinking straight at all. No. That's why, to go to your point, that's why a lot of people, it's it's all a conspiracy, and it's a conspiracy that's aimed at more government control over your life. Yeah. And of course, this is our opinion, but I, I, I've, I've studied this some. You have, too. The climate change, the global warming, and all that. Man-made? I don't believe it. No. Huh? The weather does change. The weather does change. There are cycles yes. in the weather over decades, over hundreds of years. Yes. If you look back to yes. history, but man-made global warming, burning the planet down, Mm-mm. no, nope. I don't believe that. Nope. These are some of the same people that tell you a man Listen, can have a baby. Also, if you notice, yes, that, that's scientific right there, isn't it, Chris? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they also tell you that a, a, a male can be a female by calling himself a female right yeah and then and they're the people who say that they're pro-science yes huh what a joke so um but man-made global warming you notice it's how come it's so focused on basically the u.s maybe western europe and that's where all the action's supposed to come from to reduce carbon emissions mm-hmm. china they don't talk about china these people, nope. uh, these big socialists, globalists, mm-hmm. India, they don't yep. say a word about India. Nope. They just want to penalize Americans and Canadians. Yes. And uh, and people from Western Europe, though they sign up for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Western Europeans, because uh, they, they buy into all the, the global warming scare, mm-hmm. you know, that's going on here. Although I think they're fixing to find out that they need fossil fuels. Yeah, was, was uh, are they, they going to freeze to death because Putin's not going to be sending them anything? Right. What are the European countries? I don't know if it's Germany. Germany is uh, now dipping back into their coal reserves uh, this winter, and I think there's one other country that's saying, "Okay, uh, we really need." Of course, there's been a push to get rid of nuclear power too, but now they're starting to think maybe we better hold on to that nuclear. Did I pronounce that correctly? Because I've embarrassed the family or before. Or nuclear. Nuclear. It's it's actually one of those it things. It just won't come out of my mouth correctly. It can be either one okay, according to the Okay, can I say nuclear? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? 
Anyway, that's a, about the safest energy you can have. Yes, it's the most and climate most friendly. efficient, most climate efficient. efficient. Yeah, and so they've they they they've they're they're going to. That isn't something you just stop and start right there, though. No, you get it takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, New York Times had a story a couple of years ago uh, about the aging nuclear fleet in the U.S. We still get about twenty percent of our electricity nationwide from nuclear power. Uh, environmentalists in theory, would be behind it because um, a nuclear reaction produces no emissions. Therefore, right, it's the most right, climate-friendly right. stuff. I think, though, so many people get their information from, like, TV shows and movies, and they you know, they remember Chernobyl and stuff like that, that they're freaked out thinking that bad stuff's going to happen if we go that route. Mm-hmm. And we can't let Hollywood freak us out. Like, we can do better. We know from the um, incident in Russia in the 80s how to prevent something like that. So why not move in that? Oh, direction? yeah. But it would take a long time. All right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Fred and and Chris, and we thank you for listening. Next story, Chris. Well, this, uh, this one involves our government. Um, according to the Daily Mail and other news outlets, the FBI paid Twitter $3.5 million of our money uh, to do the FBI's bidding. Uh, taxpayers' money was used reportedly for processing a request from the Bureau amid the Hunter Biden censorship scandal. As anger grows over secret uh, state censorship of the American people, they also, you know, frowned on anything uh, Trump wanted to do social media-wise and stuff like that. And I have some audio here. Uh, this is former Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker. He served under the Trump administration. He was on Newsmax this morning talking about the hover, uh, the government being in cahoots with social media clip eight i i don't think the scope of this has even sank in yet because ultimately not only were they doing that against uh uh trump on twitter but they had to even have a broader um path through facebook through youtube and some of the other you know google i mean if you we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now and, yeah. and ultimately uh, once we get a full picture of what the FBI was doing uh, with social media, suppressing certain voices, uh, taking people off, uh, deplatforming and otherwise censoring, I think we're going to see this as the biggest uh, First Amendment violation in government history. You know, uh, the good thing about the Republicans taking over the House of Representatives in January, they're going to have open hearings on on this and they're going to have subpoena power yes uh as well and people may say well tell me something i didn't know that is that the social media giants were pro-biden and against president trump that's really not the story so much the story the big story here is the role of the fbi the federal bureau of investigation as has been uncovered by Elon Musk purchase of Twitter and then what these Twitter files that have been released, what, eight eight days in a row or something like that? Yes. That's called the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. And now you're not going to see this again in the mainstream media because they're covering for Biden. You got to remember that. It's just blatant. <laughs> okay. This, as this gentleman said right there, this is a big, this is Watergate type. This is much bigger than Watergate, quite frankly, in terms of, Watergate was a a Republican. It was a small time robbery. Yeah, uh, uh, nobody was injured or hurt. It was a, they were the Republican Nixon. The Republicans were stealing 
uh, political stuff from the Democrats in an office at Watergate Apartments over there in Washington D.C. by the White House. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was corruption, and Nixon did have to resign. That's true. Uh, but now we're talking about this. What these? Uh, what they've uh, d- discovered is, and it's verifiable because you have email exchanges from the FBI to Twitter and and from Twitter to the FBI. That's what's been released. Mm-hmm. And what it uh, shows is that the FBI was leaning on Twitter to do whatever it is the FBI wanted done but couldn't legally do. Mm-hmm. In other words, the FBI was saying, hey, you need to watch these people. And they would name names, even mm-hmm. uh, our, our websites, our our organizations, and or you need to. Uh, uh, and, and in this case, what the, what's going on too here? The FBI paid Twitter three million dollars of federal taxpayer dollars to do the work to compensate Twitter for their employees having to do the work that the FBI wanted done. Mm-hmm. And one of the big stories here was how the FBI got involved in protecting, uh, I mean, uh, getting Twitter to diminish the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yes. Um, you know, I'm, there are thousands of wonderful FBI agents all over our country. Nobody is denying that. Uh, but you have to say the FBI's image has been, uh, has been just sullied. Yes. In the ever since James Comey and, went, and they went after Trump, mm-hmm. based on what they knew was false evidence. Yeah, am I right? No, the real collusion story of the last five to six years. The collusion story is the FBI, and we're talking about the FBI leadership, right? In and, Washington D.C. In Washington D.C. Right. The FBI leadership colluding with uh, social media mainstream media, the ABC, CBS, they're all in this. They're a cabal together uh, on this and and uh, obviously working with the Biden uh, Biden. First, the Biden election campaign and then the Biden government. Well, they also protected Hillary Clinton and they protected Hillary Clinton. The FBI I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you had this this uh, this huge organization against uh, controlling information that the public was going to see. So that's why when people started to question the effectiveness of the COVID vaccine, shut them down, take their Twitter account away. Uh, when the New York Post story comes out with the, with the Hunter Biden laptop story, don't run that story. Everybody, okay, we're not going to touch it. It goes away. Right, right. And, and, and they're all in this together by all. I mean, the... This big social media, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. told uh, Joe Rogan, uh, the, he said, we were warned at Facebook there's some big disinformation coming down mm-hmm. and not to, to to suppress it or not let it be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, what he was talking about here is the FBI was talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story, which New York Post broke, where they verified all these emails uh, on that laptop having to do with Hunter Biden making money hand over fist around the world, Mm -hmm. 
um, through his connect by, because of his last name and the fact that his dad was vice president. Yes. All these visits to the White House during the Obama Biden years by business associates of um, Hunter Biden, which can be proven because the White House visit logs yeah show, show this <clears throat> right. You had uh, all that. This is not talking even about the sordid stuff that was the personal life of Hunter Biden. He was a drug addict and ran around with all kind of women and so forth. And so, but uh, that that's kind of a separate part of this. Uh, the main thing is uh, how much money did he make, and did the big guy Joe Biden did he make money off this? And if so, is he compromised, like with our relationship with China? Uh-huh. So uh, all this would have hurt Joe Biden in the run-up to the election had it been uh, available on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. And- but but the and so the, so the FBI got involved in this, and uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, now I'm sure he's going to be he's looking forward to his January because <laughs> he's going to be. He's going to be in front of committees and and yeah. having to answer questions. It wouldn't be my, wouldn't surprise me if he didn't resign. I don't know. Was he even the director when all this was going on? James well, Comey was. Well, the for, early part was James Comey, but uh, Christopher Ray's been around now for two at okay. least two years. Okay, but you know this collusion is continuing very quickly. Example: White House has been saying lately it's the Republicans' fault that people are converging on the border. Martha Raddatz at ABC interview with Governor Abbott of Texas last weekend. We played this earlier this week. Martha Raddatz of, of ABC accuses conservatives of causing the surge at the border. So you have the White House talking the same yeah. way as ABC News. It's the Republicans' fault. Right. Price Listen, the, these people are all groupthink. Yes. By these people, I mean the, the people who have been at the top of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Google and the Democrat Party and the deep state, they all, they're all they all ideologically joined at the hip. Yes. And they only hire their own. Yes. So that's the reason there is a collusion of the left, as you're talking about, Fred. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.